0: All units, be on the lookout for Zydeco Buffalo. Jake Bacon, he's armed with Cajun music, spicy stuff. We must stop him immediately. All units, be on the lookout. Jake Bacon and Buffalo Bayou here on KUCI on Wednesday is armed and dangerous with Zydeco Records. Look out, this man is dangerous. Last seen with an alligator under his arm, heading towards Studio A at KUCI. This man is dangerous and definitely full of Zydeco. All units, Jake Bacon, desperate criminal DJ. For all your Cajun and Zydeco needs, it's Buffalo Bayou with Jake Bacon every Wednesday at 12 Pacific, 2 p.m. Central on KUCI.
1: The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org
0: or check out the latest program guide.
1: views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Welcome to Privacy Piracy at KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the web. I'm Lloyd, I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari, and we're on location here in Laguna Beach, so Mari,
0: take it away. We have a wonderful show tonight. We are sitting here in the sunshine. It's a little bit warm, but it is gorgeous. We see the sun on the ocean and a beautiful woman that we're going to be interviewing today, Carol Meltzer. You know her. She's a a fabulous, internationally known interior designer. She's also an author, a feng shui master, a jewelry designer, and an authority on privacy and design in the home and in commerce. Let me tell you a little bit about Carol. Um, And you're going to see her on our uh, website at KUCI.org slash privacy piracy. And you can find out more about her. But when when interior designer Carol Meltzer lived and worked in Hong Kong, her whole life changed. She met her feng shui master and began training with him on one-to-one. And she received the prestigious title feng shui master. This title is only given from one master to the next. So upon her return to the United States, she continued her studies and became a master of black hat tantric school feng shui and has received two master titles for her feng shui studies. Carol's unique echo edge design with an edge is reflected in her environmentally friendly green design home and business interiors and green products which support universal designs for a better environment. Carol's jewelry and home accessories are sought after by her roster of celebrity clients, and these include people like Susan Sarandon, Sheryl Crow, Julie Chen, Annette Benning, and many others. And me, too. I love her stuff. Her collections have appeared on the hit series, Sex in the City, which we all love. Carol is an expert on the use of color, lifestyle designs, and privacy in the living and working environment. She's appeared on The View, CBS Morning Show, CNN, MTV, The Style Channel, The Travel Channel, and much more. Her products have been featured in New York Times Style section, Vogue, Elle, People, Magazine, Glamour, Cosmopolitan, and many others. And Carol has designed commercial environments for many major companies internationally. For example, CBS in New York, Merrill Lynch in Hong Kong, and Sony in Japan. So she has done it all. Not only that, she is frequently on the design lecture circuit, and she acts as a consultant for product launches and in-house seminars. But most impressive is that exciting top selling jewelry collection, which she's done in recent years. She's designed exclu- exclusively for QVC home shopping. Her one-hour show last summer in August on QVC was a great success, and we're going to see her in upcoming months again. Remember we saw her, Lloyd? She's great. Okay. Um, Carol has designed, is a, um, I'm sorry, Carol is the author of Feng Shui Chic, Change Your Life with Spirit and Style by Simon Simon & Schuster. Her book was praised by the New York Times as more fun to read than Dr. Phil. Carol's unique approach to beauty, design, and privacy in the home, commerce in the work and the workplace is not only creative, but it is impressive. You, to learn more about Carol's wonderful style and spirit in style, go to carolmeltzer.com. So, in fact, remember that she's going to be um, a layout of her uh, home in Palm Springs will be in Oprah Magazine next spring. So we're so thrilled to be sitting on this gorgeous porch in Carol Meltzer's home in Laguna Beach. Oh, she is uh, just lovely here. And, Carol, thank you for joining us and letting us join you at your home.
1: Thank you, Mari. It's wonderful being here, and I'm looking at a pretty face also. (laughs)
0: Well, let me tell you, you know, Carol, on this show, we have done a lot of different kinds of privacy. We've done, you know, uh, identity theft and we've done surveillance. But, you know, really, privacy is so important. Everyone thinks about the privacy of your home. In fact, our Constitution really allows us to have the sanctity and privacy of our home, which is vanishing quite, uh, quite quickly. You know, in, uh, in the late 1800s, Justice Brandeis spoke about how privacy is the right to be let, left alone. And, you know, most of us think of our home as that private, safe place to be left alone. Now, you're an internationally known designer for many years and designing for cele- celebrities. And one of the most important things is, you know, how do we have privacy? So tell us, how do you uh, describe or see privacy in the, wel- in the realm of design?
1: Well, you had just mentioned, Mari, something rather interesting, which I feel is a dichotomy. For example, our home versus our home in the environment. Are we not speaking about the same thing? Being private in our home at times gives us a little chaos when we go out in the environment. So I think the issue is how do we stay private in our own space and yet feel part of the unity of the planet? And that's what feng shui spirit, spirit and style, feng shui chic is all about. Now, precisely uh, privacy concerns mirror the need for good design. Why? Many people ask. Daily we are asked to display our intimate sides of ourselves in non-intimate zones. And this requires new design strategy because new design requires us to create designs that describe you, and how does a designer design for how you work, design how you live, and design what your likes are, and even asks what are your dislikes. Now, function with design is a primary goal, and it is a very visual prism a visual prism that reveals the intimate side of yourself to the world, and sometimes with consent and other times without consent. In short, the privacy issues do address where there is no consent. So this presents the following question for us to answer. How do we today secure ourselves in the world? How do we show the intimate details of our lives? and give consent without fear.
0: Right, consent is so important.
1: Right, for example, how often do we dress and describe ourselves by our tasks on a daily basis? And how often do we share our IDs in non-intimate zones and surroundings? And how do we work with others in close surroundings? These are just a few examples of how privacy is required with good design and most importantly how can we give our consent our own very permission in the name of safety and safety concerns without fear. Fear and our fear affects our mental peace and comfort daily and designers need to ask how can we be safe and become safe and yet protect our identities without becoming robotic. Design with feng shui in mind is an answer because feng shui is not only an organization of environment but a very strict strategy of self-discipline and an understanding of finding one's place in the environment. That very strategy is the true essence of the foundation of feng shui and will answer privacy concerns for good design.
0: You know, Carol, when people think of a feng Shui. Sometimes they think it's hokey pokey or whatever, and, and I know that it's not. And I and I have had my home Feng Shui in my office. Tell us, you, you told us a little bit about Feng Shui. Can you explain it a little bit more to us? Certainly, Mari.
1: Uh, well, I've personally taken my teachings that were given to me. I'm taking it from the root of the foundation of classic Feng Shui, and that I have now built it with the elements for wellness, for health concerns, emotions. The basis of feng shui, and most people in the states feel feng shui is about the movement of furniture. And as a designer, I laugh because everybody thinks, okay, I'm moving my couch. That's good feng shui. Right. But we're empowering the couch, or are we not not empowering ourselves? Right. So or they're, oh, oh, they're
0: hanging a crystal somewhere thinking, okay, I feng shui my house. Right. <laughs>
1: but that's not what Feng Shui really is about. It's a teaching. Right. And it's a living legacy that morphs and grows and it enhances us and makes us stronger and much more focused. So the emotions that affect you daily in life uh, and help you to make your decisions are part of Feng Shui that will help you manifest better in life. And certainly the furniture and all these things will help guide you. For example, A couch might be in a zone blocking family and support, and by just moving the couch, but with the understanding of what that represents, and doing certain exercises along with it will move the energy. We're speaking about energy. It's not an out-of-body experience. The couch isn't going to do the work. Mm -hmm. You get to do the work. And I often feel to have somebody do the work, they have to have the understanding because it's a teaching, and if they understand what is important to them and make the choice whether they want to participate or not participate, that creates the feng shui flow.
0: So, um, I now Carol, discuss- you were you were talking about energy, and, and is that really what they mean when they say the chi? Could you explain what well, the qi is? The ancient
1: Chinese feel feel that it's about the qi chi translated is breath and that's something we all want without breath we're not alive and well Mm -hmm. so translated good feng shui is giving non-intimate non-adamant uh energy uh to a living source and it derives from nature nature inspires us Nature is a living energy, just as we are, and we must shift and grow and change just like the environment shifts and grows. So I even discuss color for energy, because color is energy. And in clothing, which is what my book's about, which I find humorous too, but it makes sense because color sure. is the, uh, the clothing we wear is the armor that you present yourself with. It you know, Carol. People
0: you. people may not understand it at the high level that you understand it, but there's certain colors I feel better in. Well,
1: it's you know, and it's colors, kind of yeah. yes, it's colors that you feel better. But it's also you start noticing what how people respond to you in mm-hmm. that color. It acts as a mirror. You might find, for example, you wear red, and perhaps people are getting more aggressive around you mm-hmm. or more defensive. And certainly red would be perfect, Mari, when you're on the podium and you speak oh, yeah. and it, you... But not, but not when I do a mediation. But not when you're doing that mediation. Right. When Absolutely. I do a mediation,
0: I wear blue.
1: <laughs> exactly. But it's you're about right. harmony and it's sure. about flow. Right. But it is a balancing act. And that's really what feng shui is. It's non-static. It needs to change. Uh, it's a balance to help you find your inner harmony. And it's a discovery of what works, and equally so, what does not work is an important part. So in my book, Feng Shui Chic, it is a very unique combination and links to physical body with physical environment. And that's why I'm here today with Echo Edge. It's a friendly, um, earth-friendly decor with a visual edge for great designs, uh, meeting today's Needs and concerns.
0: All right, so we're meeting the concerns of, of feeling good in our home, of having balance, of having beauty, and having that privacy as well. So tell us, you know, in this day of stress at work and information age issues that we've talked about on this show, and like you said, the concern for terrorism. How can we have privacy in our homes and offices and create a more serene and balanced style that supports greater spirit?
1: Well, it all begins, first of all, within you. So I'll step back a bit and go internally before we move forward externally. So such as in my book, it starts showing you the intimate parts of self, what I call the passion and the power part of yourself, the love, the desire, the work, and the power. So we unleash the dichotomies and we don't have the crossovers. And I put in the book exercises for you to create harmonic balance within yourself and your home environment. And I even have journals for you to participate with and dressing tips. It is very lighthearted because I find when things get a little monotonous and a little too strict and it's about your own inner beat and doing what you feel is right it will reveal to you what works and makes you so very special and so very unique. And I find that's what this book is about, finding what you are. And once you find out who and what you are and your unique talents, then you can move forth into the world. And one's place in the environment is what Westerners typically call privacy. And it is that organization of the personal space which we also call privacy. Privacy, which will preserve one's health, make one more efficient, and offer a measure of self-protection. Now, if you can organize your environment and your life, you can live a healthier life and know your place among the people. This is what I call harmonic flow.
0: And, you know, when you're in the harmonic flow, we all feel it, even though we may not know how exactly to do it. But when we're in that harmonic flow, then we are in less stress. And when we're in less stress, we can deal with things, whether it's terror, you know, the fear of terrorism. We can let go of that fear and be more centered. Well, I think so. But
1: how do we get from zone one to zone two? For example, one aspect of this age of terrorism is the atmosphere is so fear driven. And right. we cannot escape the specter of fear in any place that we go to. And it's the, it threatens us, and it warps not only the natural cultural attitude, but our own individual psyche as well. We are often urged by public announcements to be observant, to be on guard. Right and there. security is tightened at airports and buildings, right. and types of people are being held suspect. So it's so important to have a strategy to keep all these elements of fear at bay. And how do we do this answers the need to create comfort and not a combat zone. Right. So depersonalization is not efficient design, and it's all leading to that. Robotic design creates environments that are cold and very stark. And these environments affect our emotional psyche daily, breaking us down, breaking communication, creativity, and even relationships.
0: You know, Carol, you and I have talked about this, how we've gone into buildings, and they are so cold and so, like you said, robotic and make you feel... So uncomfortable that you can't relax, you can't de-stress because, you know, marble wall, marble floor, all white, you know, with... with it's teaching us detachment yes, and teaching yes. us
1: non-feeling. So I feel the privacy for our homes and office creates a new need in design where we can work efficiently but yet safely with good design. Right. And when we were together, and we were speaking about Big Brother has arrived, a little yes. late, but it has arrived, yeah. and I spoke to you about Condi Nast and how I felt, and that was an eye-opener to me. When I walked into that building, it was a glimpse into the future, and today I thank you for giving me this opportunity because it's everything I am not about. I am not about depersonalization, and the day we give in to depersonalization is the day we lose our own identity and, and our privacy. Yes, and that identity, that privacy, right, is our biggest, biggest. I think it's it's the worst thing that can possibly right. happen. Right. So,
0: so here, how, how can we now? We've seen a lot of these buildings that that are impersonalized that the workplace feels very uncomfortable people can't wait to get out of there which obviously in our society what? if you want people to go to work and have good morale you want to have a place that's inviting what frightened me Mari is in these robotic buildings
1: people were content and that's what really frightened me well people I think they've real- become so
0: robotic are they really content we don't know they are
1: when questioned they know no better the
0: young right have that's been scary. Raised
1: in this alienation. Notice, young people now do not have relationships. They're having a hard time with relationships. They're not getting married. They're having a hard time with relationships. Notice how young people are dressing. It's all the same. No one is able to show their own individual style anymore. It's like a big no-no. So I feel the need for good design, getting back to the good stuff, is a nod from the past, the classic classic design with echo friendly thinking and thinking outside the box with universal concerns once once again we have to go back outside the box we are pulled into a little box at this moment so to expand we have to really be brave push those sides out and step out of the box with eyes to modern technology modern technology is wonderful but we don't want to lose what we already have So I call my design firm, Echo Edge, Easy Energy, and it incorporates the three R's, recycle, reuse, and reclaim. And my designs for home and office incorporate prisms for function. They're all with sleep design, but also a nod with color, furniture, furniture placement, and even scent. Scent evokes emotions. I don't want people to lose their emotional self.
0: All, so, the, all the kinesthetic uh, senses are to be in, you know, the feeling, absolutely. the sight, the smell. And, and truly, in, in your house, it's, it's just like that. It's right. absolutely and, well, fabulous. And how you dress yourself right. is no
1: different than how you dress your home. So it's not only efficient, but with beauty and what I call spirit and style. So eco-friendly designs with an edge for the future will bring positive elements not only to the look, but to the people and make the difference. It's the people that make the difference. It's not the buildings that are going to make you. So I feel um, the homes or your offices need to serve you, not you serve the homes. And I feel into creating an oasis, uh, a respite from everything that is routine. And this is what the designer can bring in by using sounds of nature, using natural fabrics sense to stimulate and awaken all sensory experiences. This type of form of design of what we are now calling um, privacy protection will help lower anxiety, help you feel more tranquil before you head out of your environments. it will help you alleviate any fears, and it will help you alleviate privacy issues and it will definitely balance and restore your energy before you enter the world again. And that's a good thing.
0: It is a good thing because if you have a hard day at work, whether it's you know environmentally sound, which most of them are not, um, when you come home to this sanctuary of peace, it renews you. It refreshes you. So that's what we need to have in our homes but to I feel that. But I think what
1: we're speaking, which I said before, The person has to be secure within. It's not an out-of-body experience. So the first lesson is learning what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And then it's a mirror of your home, what works for you and what doesn't work. And it travels into, once you know what works for you, wherever you are, you are at home on the planet, and you can keep your privacy. Yeah, and
0: have that centeredness. We're speaking with Carol Meltzer, who is an internationally known interior designer, author feng shui master, jewelry designer, and author an authority on privacy and design. Carol, so, you know, what are your suggestions? You know, let's get back to the family here because that is so important. What are your suggestions for privacy when entertaining family and friends outside, you know, when our homes are so close together in Southern California, you know, my home is like right next door. Luckily, I like my neighbors, but it is how do I have any sense of privacy and design when I've got neighbors right next door and I want to entertain my family. We all have
1: neighbors next door and there's a certain amount of intimacy with neighbors and the simple solutions are, you know, from different treatments of windows, if you have windows where you're using eco-friendly types of shade, where you can uh, let sunlight in but buffer the seeing of the neighbor and uh, keeping your own privacy within. These are, you're creating boundaries, and there's nothing wrong with it, but when it comes to storing important documents, when it comes to uh, securing things in vaults, I always think of it's a good thing to take it to the bank, but after Katrina, and after all these things that have been and Mm -hmm. 9-11, and the fires in California, we need to once again think outside our intimate zones so I recommend you know uh, to store things in banks outside the states and even perhaps outside the country and even think of your relations that are living in different cities and you can send it to them you can keep it bonded, secured and there's a trust issue and I think it's time to embrace your family not as an opposition but part of who and what you are So once again, you have to think outside, think outside the box, our homes and our offices, and think of what the universe and what the planet offers in other countries, other cities, and put your documents in other places where perhaps even if things happen, vice versa you still have protection within your own zone so it's a double edge
0: yes and and we've talked about that and how important it is because on you know on one hand we we've talked about shredding and we've talked about you know being careful of dumpster divers and and keeping your information private and not in your garbage where anybody can pick it up but on the other hand you know there are things you must keep you must keep your health records you must keep your IRS records you must keep those and and if if you have a fire or if you have some kind of disaster like Katrina, how are you going to retrieve it? So right. that's, a, that's a good idea to send uh, CDs or whatever to family. There's also companies that have arisen that are starting to do this now. Right. And, and if you can encrypt, um, you know, companies like Iron Mountain will do storage for big companies. And there's other companies that will do that.
1: I think so, it's wonderful and it's interesting because I was just thinking even traveling our luggage. How do we insure luggage so there's new firms coming in? That will ship your luggage, pick it up and deliver it. So yes. it's no longer going on the belt along with the masses. Yeah. Also, how you can protect certain things. So, as bad as certain things are, it takes a little bit of research, but there's new solutions coming in. And that's right. good design.
0: It so. is good design. You know, getting back to the family, you know. Teenagers. You know, we've both had teenagers. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness we're beyond that age right now with our children. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, (laughs) yeah. But teenagers crave privacy. And this is a huge issue now because the the teenagers want to go into their bedrooms and just get on the Internet or get in the computer, and it's this loss of family, this loss of harmony within the family. What can you suggest so we can modify the home environment so it's inclusive of these teens, and yet still give them well, that privacy? It's not only the
1: teens. We have the resurgence and the return of college students as sure, well. college students, so We exactly. have the boomerang, and yes. everybody's coming back. Right. But why do you think they're coming back?
0: Home. They, want, they want the comfort of home. So
1: they want the comfort of home. So once again, yes, it's like your teenager needs a zone that they call their private space, and you give it to them. Right. You give it wholly, fully, and completely. You create it in a room, but not on their bed. We don't do work in bed. And they're entitled to a certain amount of what they consider privacy. And if they're very young, then they, once again, there's different ways to ensure with different privacy things on the websites and so on, buttons and things that can happen. But I also think it takes organized time to create that warmth. People are, you know everybody's running around. Everybody wants to feel important. Everybody wants to feel their job is so much so, but everybody's forgetting the core, and the core is the home. And if you are at home, in your home, you're at home on the planet. So organize a meal time, even if it's twice a week, even if you're ordering in pizza. It is something that should always be that the children know that, okay, it's a time that they're learning by a soft gloved hand that there's time for family, there's time for friends, and there's time for privacy, and that gives them the balance.
0: Right. So how do we design the home to be more, um, shall we say, family-friendly, so that there are places in the home that the kids feel very comfortable coming into, as well as their own separate place?
1: Well, I mentioned that Echo Friendly Edge always designs things where – uh, there's a reading spot, a library where one can go to, a family room where there's photographs. The colors are warm. The colors are inviting, and reds, oranges, russets, yellows, those are all tones. Displaying of the family photographs, it's a warm, inviting place. The textures are soft. Um, kitchens are an automatic Place that people love to hang out on. Mm-hmm. So making your yeah, that, refrigerator. Uh, that refrigerator open that refrigerator 500 right. times a day, right? right? <laughs> yes, but also keeping fruit in a bowl in the center of the table, so uh, the kids can come in and grab themselves a snack and feel a part of things. Uh, so I, I notice tips. you always
0: have M&Ms. Right, when I <laughs> yeah.
1: Meltzer and Meltzer. <laughs> right, M&Ms are M&Ms. Are there. It, there should always be <laughs> sweetness. Yes. For the unexpected guest. And there should always be room for more. I often speak about bedrooms that, uh, for married couples, everybody that is single will laugh, but take a look next to your bed. They're generally one lamp, one night table, or they're of different heights. If you want love in your life, two night tables, two lamps of equal height. You want an equal relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's really a visual prism take a look in your home and I go give it the toe kick when you come into your front door visually and with your foot walk through any obstacles that are in your way as you go forward move it to the side and then start spreading the love around the clutter around organize and see areas that you'll call your intimate zone you don't want to keep your bra hanging on your couch when you walk in the room, that's a non-intimate zone, or is it an intimate zone? So oftentimes what you're displaying is that disorganization, and it will show to the children as well.
0: Right. Now, you know, nowadays, so many people are working from their homes. And so, you know, parents are trying to work so that they have ac- accessibility to their kids, but yet they need that private place, too. And, and those even who are... Well- I
1: have the answer for this because okay. I am going through it right where we are speaking. Yes, I know. So I that- am in a beach house, Mari. My husband has a lovely room that he can keep his private papers and everything. And for my work, there is no room. And I discovered something.
0: What did you discover? Always.
1: hallways and closets (laughs) closets closets are the bearer of all things hidden Mm -hmm. where you don't want people to come into are they not right so a closet any closet becomes your zone for privacy Hmm. so I created in a hallway downstairs I had a bank of closets and I created those closets for my privacy, my intimate papers, my things. And if I really want to keep it private, I can put locks on it, or I could just declare it. Everyone knows these are my closets. This is my work. Don't go into it. These are my boundaries. Exactly. <laughs> but also, many people have hallways, and it's a dead zone. So you have hallways, built in those closets. The end of a hall, build in a closet. But right. a lock and key. Right. It's your private space.
0: Under those staircases, people don't realize Absolutely. that's empty it's space. It's empty
1: space. It's dead space. What becomes dead space becomes your private zone.
0: Right, because so many people are wanting to work from home now to have that special time to be able to work. And un- unfortunately, we're tied to our computers, but at least that gives us well, some doesn't special place. not have
1: to be, such as, and I found myself quite content so many times and a lot of my clients. Uh, I work with a lot of celebrities and things, and it's open air living and rooms. I mean, take a look at our space. We show no boundaries. Right. Everything's open. So right. how can we have privacy? We have to create it. A tree will create a boundary. A screen will create a boundary. Right. So many people are working in the bedrooms, and that's a big feng shui no-no. I always start screaming, no, and don't put photographs of your kids in the bedroom either. Right, it's <laughs> intimate space. Right,
0: right. Now, how should exterior design incorporate privacy? You know, my you pet, peeve, my <laughs> pet peeve, my pet peeve, my pet peeve. Well, after being
1: in New York and walking around New York City, which is my home of years ago and the past, and I returned recently, and thanks to this wonderful program, I think it gave me new eyes of seeing New York.
0: Right, and when you went back for QVC, Uh right.
1: And I was invited. I had to do some work at the Condé Nast building. I was being interviewed, and I arrived at a brand-new building, and my pet peeve was oh my goodness this is horrible it's all stone cement not a tree in sight Uh. nothing people look like little robots small ceilings towering steel glass nothing hard cold hard edge nothing human it's dehumanizing spirit and I took a look. No longer do we have, which was so prevalent in good design in New York, we had pala- uh, palazzos, little areas where you could have a cup of Joe and sit down and talk or take a zone bar and sit there. Years ago, people had cigarettes, so now we do zone bars there. <laughs> so, uh, but that has disappeared. That became the lobbies. So we no longer have intimate zones, and I recommend that if I could design, redesign the buildings to make sure these plazas were back, where trees were there, shrubbery were there, benches were there. Everybody needs to breathe, and as you said, Chi, space needs breathing room, and from the moment you walked into the building, you knew you were there for business. You were not there to relax. You were there to do business, not be emotional. The space is showing. Architecture always shows you what's going on with society. Unfortunately, Victorian times showed you wrought iron fences and rigid society. This is showing you cement and no morality and no space. Of and no connection spirit.
0: and no harmony. You know, none
1: whatsoever so in order to restore it i'd say the planting of trees back to green america shrubbery uh, creating um, zones in a concrete jungle of greenery so it will give us breaks to be able to reflect with nature again and that's good feng shui chic and it'll give us zones to take a breath and um, I ask why give it away to lobbies uh, and non intimate zones
0: right you know I go into so many different law offices in beautiful you know areas and you're absolutely right all I see is cement all around the building so when people need to go outside to get a breath and here we are in California so we have all year long we can go outside and there it is, I just glass. In Vogue
1: magazine, there is more breast cancer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There is more heart attacks. Breast cancer. Think of stress the breast. D- Stress-induced disease. breast as Mother Nature. Right. We are cutting down more mountains. We are cutting ourselves from human emotions. Right. We are not releasing. We are a sick syndrome society. We are not allowing ourselves to assimilate naturally into our own environments. And we are just becoming sticks and stones. Right. And the body is resistant to it. The body wants to express.
0: Right. So are you suggesting, for example, and and we have a lot of people who drive by here in Newport Beach who are in business, and they go to buildings like this, and they are maybe the owners of the buildings. So can we suggest, rather than tearing up all the cement, to put in the plant, you know, potted plants and little areas to sit down, you know, outdoor furniture with I lots of plants? I'm saying plant-
1: that for wellness for the people within, you have to bring back a touch of nature in the environment. Years ago, when I first started out in my career, I used to say... <laughs> Everybody, when you want to take a breath, you don't have to go downstairs. Just take a look out your window and see the trees and see the environments. Right, it's no not there longer now. I <laughs> say that, unfortunately. So I would plead, borrow, ask, put back the trees, put back the plants, put back the flowers, put back the areas where people can feel good about themselves, right. where they can hold conversations, where they can giggle and laugh. Where they can have fountains that trinkle water, not great big edifices to show power. Right. The buildings are all about empowerment and how big I am and soaring and soaring. They're no longer speaking about the people that are within it. Years ago... And
0: that's why the morale has really, you know, decreased. And people cannot keep good employees because there's nothing to keep them. There's no, like, like you said, balance, harmony... Attraction. I felt it's funny. My
1: own legacy on the planet now has been. I started my career as a dancer, which gave me the technique for balance. From that, at one point in my life, I became ill, so I know what it's like to be ill. At a certain point, and when I became ill, was right after I started working with recycled, reclaimed, re- reuse products and eco-friendly. And after I recovered and became well, I started working with interior design. What I never did was connect the dots. I'm back. I'm connecting the dots. It has to be, because for this, for people to be their creative self, to be able to sing and enjoy life, they have to be able to be a part of nature. You cannot put yourself in one little cylinder. You're in jail. People are building their own prisons. We don't have to have anybody build a a prison. It's being built now. We're decorating it with wonderful cutting-edge designs and lighting and air supplies and technology, but it is a prison.
0: Right. So the technology, because of this incredible speed in which technology is growing, we're forgetting about... The, the natural as well.
1: The natural and nature. Right. And we're forgetting that sometimes we don't have to go at such a brisk pace. There's times that, yes, technology is great, but bigger and faster is not always better. Right. And sometimes, and because of that, people are looking for the beaches. They're looking to escape and ski and looking for relaxation. But what I have found really is a reality show. Why is reality shows so big? Reality shows are so big because people are not living their life. They're turning in and looking at somebody else doing it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's exactly right. We're speaking with Carol Meltzer, an internationally known interior designer, author, feng shui master, jewelry designer, and authority on privacy and design both at the home and in the workplace. Speaking about jewelry, I'm, I'm wearing one of your bracelets right here. Isn't that so much
1: fun? It is.
0: Um, Tell us here, you're a fabulous designer of jewelry, but your jewelry is not just about beauty. Tell us what it really is. You weave your spirit into your designs. What does it mean to you? Well,
1: I feel my jewelry really evolved from my master, Leon, who gave me certain formulas. And what I've done with the formulas is create a little bit Of what I call my own savviness or my creative style. And wait till Mari gets her bracelet now. It's Mm. a little cutting edge too, her new one. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) But the part is that feng shui goes back thousands of years. And the premise of feng shui is always there, the foundation. It evolves. And we're still speaking about it 6,000 years later. But I feel people need tools to show them who and what they are. It describes my jewelry is unique, just as you are unique. Mm -hmm. So it reflects, I call it reflective design. And it is one of a kind, just like you are one of a kind. So I use nature to inspire myself and the Echo Edge bracelets, the easy energy. They're boosters, energy boosters. And there's three different categories, one to boost love, one to boost power and health and wealth and then career. So I always recommend wearing them on your left hand to open up your hard energy. And anyone listening, turn your watch and wear it on your right hand.
0: I just want you to know that I've been doing that ever since Carol told me to do it. I'm wearing my watch on my right hand, and I wear her jewelry on my left.
1: So that way you can open up your heart energy. And if you put both hands in front of you, you will see visually, and that's a visual prism of how energy encircles you. And then you can give out time. And when you wear your watch on your left hand, you're giving out your time before you're getting the energy, and we don't want to do it.
0: And I think you told me it somewhat blocks that chi, that chi right. energy. That right. That, so I, I so didn't.
1: it's not about chi. I've walked away from chi, and I called it easy energy because once again I think it is about chi, but it's not chi in the common sense. It's about breath energy. It's about how you can move through energy easily. It's color. Uh, there are certain specific beads, and once again, go back to reuse, reclaim. Uh, It's good echo design because each bead is unique. It can be reused. They're earth-friendly. Nature inspires. They're one of a kind because each bead is from nature. And I use natural crystals as well. So they have little uh, spacers, which when worn will remind you to take a breath. Mm -hmm. And they have a large center bead, which Mm -hmm. always reminds you how special, very special you are. And you have two guardians one for power one for passion so it keeps showing you keep them apart and, and they're that to remind you, you in center right
0: right so
1: um as you begin opening up your heart center you begin living the life that you love and you start opening up your center with joy and harmony and balance it's a balancing point it's right. a very big balancing point So I believe one wants to live not in black and white, although my book has a colorful uh, cover and the center is all black and white, but look on the outside cover. It is joyful. We need the DNA of who and what we are, and then we evolve into a colorful life.
0: We're we're speaking now again with Carol Meltzer, who is the internationally known interior designer, Feng Shui master, jewelry designer. And you can find her jewelry at com. Carol, let's get back to the excitement about I know you've, you've done so much for several celebrities. And you coach them on spirit and style. So how do you assess their spirit and style and provide them the balance and the privacy that they need? Well, I call it Feng Shui Chic.
1: Spirit and style. And spirit and style, once again, speaks all about the different parts of yourself. Celebrities are no different, although Maori is a celebrity. But most people are celebrities, whether they're recognized by making movies or whatever. We all have our own theaters that we evolve from. We want to be seen. So I think we all have that common denominator. How do we keep ourselves? Um, Private is through awareness of where we are. We create, simply put, we create zones that are intimate zones. We create zones that are non-intimate zones. And when we go to work and we get dressed, we think of what colors we're wearing, where are we going, how do we want to present ourselves. And when we hold our cell phones, think of where you are, what are you discussing. And when you're handing your ID over, take a look over your shoulder, see who's there. Some of it is just good common sense, but a lot of it is the internal. The more that you are organized within yourself, the more that you can evolve in society and keep that privacy in balance within yourself.
0: You know, Carol, it's interesting because... um, just because someone is a public person, like you are, with you know, you've been on QVC many times on television and other television shows, and our, you know, Annette Bening is in public all the time, and you know, I've had time on television as well. Even though we have a public place where we consent to give up our privacy and really want to be out there in the public, we all still have that need. Don't I we for admit. a private piracy, a privacy, and <laughs> I piracy almost had a, yeah. I almost had privacy piracy.
1: Yeah, that, I was thinking of that, Mari, and it's kind of interesting because as you were speaking of yourself and other things, don't you think? And it's funny because of all things, I am thinking of is um, Nikki Hilton. Of oh yes, all things. yes. And the reason why, when the paparazzi come over to her, she doesn't run away. She does not run away. She poses, she smiles, she gives them the information. So they don't bother her.
0: Right, right. It's
1: only when you're resistant, when you're hiding.
0: Right. You
1: become a moving target.
0: Well, we've seen some of these paparazzi who go and they will, you know they are, get in a but helicopter. But right. But you're yes. also
1: co creating it. If they know that you will take a moment and say hi, or they're human people, they're earning right. money, whatever. We're all part of the same game. Right. Take that moment and just treat somebody and with the same dignity as you treat the other person. Normally, a lot of times they go away. There's right. a lot of wackos out there. I'm not yes. saying there are Yes, yes. They are, but you'll get to know them too, and right. when to do and when not to do.
0: And so. I think you were right about talking about when you are within yourself, secure... Balanced, know your own person, feel good about your place, not being totally out, stressed out, not oh, I'm be- laughing but some yeah. of the
1: celebrities that are saying, hey, I want to be private. I don't want you to speak about me. And then they're showing themselves. They're going down the red carpet. They're revealing their boobs. They're revealing their tush. Yeah. They're <laughs> revealing all. And they're saying they want to be private. Yeah. So is that not a dichotomy? Yeah. Yeah. If they're dressing for privacy... Yes. They will not be as exposed. Right. Right. So you that's where dressing also shows it's a mixed read. If you are showing yourself in public in a certain way, you are allowing your privacy to be seen.
0: It made me think about, you know, now they have on the internet that you can go and see aerial views of this house, my house, Barbara Streisand's house. There was right. a big thing on Barbara Streisand's house. And um, I think when you were talking just a few minutes ago about having the greenery, even if somebody's over your house, and if you have a lot of greenery around, you will still have that feeling of privacy and protection and being a little bit on your own. Mari, no
1: matter what, the part that I'm really rebelling as a designer and just as a person on the planet is we are so fear instilled. We are so fear driven as we began our program today, it is so fearful. But the more that you come into feeling safe within yourself, then you will feel the safety, and then you will build up the fortress for yourself that you have your private world. Nobody can enter your private world. It's well guarded, it's well protected, it's what you create.
0: You know, it makes me think I meant, uh, years ago, I had heard that FEAR, F-E-A-R, was an acronym for False Expectation Appearing Real. And when we live in a society where everybody's in fear, we create that reality. We create that fear. So that's by, why yeah. good
1: design will make you feel secure. And just like you heard before, when I had a phone call before we came out, Uh, from a client, and um, it's fear-driven. So you have to always look at the flip side of it. You have to see the humor side. You can't give in to fear. It's hard, and that's what Feng Shui really has taught me, and that's why I enjoy it so very much, and that's why this teaching I try to pass on to others. There is a real need for privacy. I think some of it is... um, There's a lot of bad people out there, and that's for sure. And it's getting more and more. But that's also, we are creating this sickness in the world. Because people can't express themselves. It's volatile. They're getting frustrated. It's fire energy getting out of control. It's rage. Right. So we have to accept that we are co-creating that as well. Mm -hmm. So society needs to come back the other way and create oasises where one can retreat through to, and that's within our homes. Many years ago, yes, we still had people that did not, weren't part of society and did bizarre things, but on the whole, everyone in their homes felt safe. Right. This is the first time in the world we don't feel safe, and right. we don't feel safe on the planet as well.
0: That goes full circle back to when um, Justice Brandeis talked about the right to be left alone. And we've had privacy, at least in the law, was a, talking about the home as having a reasonable expectation of privacy.
1: But so also it's, I look at privacy, and when I looked it up, it's about privacy is when one is not given consent. And yes, privacy is when somebody breaks into your home uninvited, Right. these types of things. We can guard ourselves to a certain amount, but as long as we're part of the planet, there will be, for instances in reality, certain things where people cross over these boundaries. it will never be 100%. But we can create, once again, and designers can create environments that people can escape the everyday fears, the everyday type of um, fear driven outside and create an area to refresh, restore and recharge themselves so they can re-enter the world the following day.
0: Right. When Justice Brandeis talked about the right to be left alone, that, that time alone, that, that meditation time, like in your jewelry, you know, the, the breaths between the, the stones, and taking that time to go within, taking that time to set apart, that is part of the privacy but as well. On and the, the beauty, same thing, yeah, but and the on beauty on the of the home. Thing, mm-hmm. As we're speaking,
1: a thought comes because I'll say to my clients, X amount to meditate, X amount to do certain things, but we're still part of the living. We still right. have things to do. We still have to participate. So all of this, to me, is a dichotomy between, which is life. The balance the between the public. inside and outside. Yes. How much do we hide? How much do we invite in? Right. And, and we have to invite in a place for ourselves in the world and in our homes.
0: Let me um, just have you give us your website and where we, what we can find there. We have just a couple minutes left, so if you would do that for me, Carol, you, that Mari. would be great.
1: This has been wonderful, and if you go to cmdesigns, plural, 8, at AOL.com, you'll find a photograph of me saying hello. And uh, you'll find a lot of my jewelry, a little bit of a bio about myself. I invite anyone to really email me as well if you have any questions. I love being here. I invite and you Carol all. And
0: carolmelzer.com, we can find you there as well. Absolutely. C a r o l e
1: for energy. Don't forget the E for energy.
0: M-E-L-T-Z-E-R. And Carol, you have been wonderful. We've been listening and sharing a wonderful.
1: I to Mari, <laughs> Lloyd, Piracy, Privacy. Privacy, and Piracy. And we can all have a good life and a colorful one.
0: Yes, and we're sitting here. You, I hope you can hear the ocean in the background because it is just soothing my soul as we're sitting here. You've been listening to Carol Meltzer, an internationally known interior designer, author, feng shui master, jewelry designer, and just a wonderful person. Thank you for listening to 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on, uh, on the net. And please visit KUCI.org slash privacy piracy there. You can see our previous guests, listen to their fabulous interviews, download their podcasts, subscribe to our podcasts, and write us email as well. We hope you'll join us next week from 5 to 6 p.m. right here at 88.9 FM in Irvine for Privacy Piracy. Thank you. Big Jim here with Jati, and we'd like to invite you to tune in every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. when we will provide your ears with the best reggae selections, interviews, and ticket giveaways. And that's okay. up, down, top, ranking. <laughs>